It's dark when something wakes me up. The faint light of the moon not enough to illuminate the room. As I shift, the leather of the sofa creaks, and I still, not wanting to wake my grandmother, who lies a few feet away. I relax when the whispering of my name tells me it was her awakened state that brought me out of my brief, shallow rest. Samantha? Grandma, you okay? Yes, baby, I'm okay. You want some water? Silence. She hates to ask me for anything. I'm still her baby, even though I'm here to take care of her this time. I'm going to get you some water. Just a sec. I stretch my back, sore from another night on the sofa. My mom and I are taking shifts, one of us in the guest house, one on the sofa next to grandma's hospice-provided bed. It's spooky in the guest house, all alone on my grandma's mountain property, surrounded by trees and not much else. Believe it or not, I prefer the sofa over the lonely darkness of the bed in the guest house. The kitchen is close. As I shuffle through the dark, the clouds shift and the moon lights my path. My grandparents built this house, and there are windows everywhere, including some of the interior walls. It's lovely during the day, with spectacular views. But at night the windows gaze at me like disembodied, soulless eyes. When I flip the light switch to turn the kitchen light on, All I can see is my reflection, strained and exhausted, staring back at me from every window. The outside becomes invisible. I slap the switch, plunging myself back into the cocoon of darkness. Oddly, I feel claustrophobic with the lights on. When I get back into the living room, Grandma is asleep again, her breathing uneven but quiet. I set the cup down pull the covers back up, tuck her in. I wonder if mom is asleep in the guest house, or if she hates it out there as much as I do. Neither of us is willing to sleep in grandma's room. That would be too much like giving up, admitting that her time is up. For right now, it's still grandma's room, and hers alone. Of course, we've known since the beginning that we're here to watch her die, There's no chance she will pull through this one. Countless surgeries for a rare condition, and what has finally killed her is her heart. The doctor took her off her heart medication for the surgeries and never put her back on it. Three massive heart attacks in three days, and her heart had ripped itself to pieces. After the first heart attack, she went to her doctor, who diagnosed her with dehydration He sent her home and told her to drink more water. I spoke to her the next day, the day of the second heart attack, and she told me she was just tired, that she'd feel better in a few days. The third one, though, that one made itself known. It was too late for her to protect herself, and her best friend found her on the floor of her bedroom, too weak to move, unable to get to the telephone. No life alert system for my grandma. She was strong, able to take care of herself, vibrant and vital, energetic. When grandma walked into a room, heads turned to look. Her charisma demanded it.
Her laugh was a contagious sound, rippling up from somewhere deep within her, knocking against the walls. Not anymore. A simple misdiagnosis. And now my mom and I are here to make her comfortable while she dies. The hospital bed looks so strange in the middle of her living room, ugly and archaic. It crouches there, my shrunken, diminished grandmother in its clutches, and it mocks me. Too late, it says. Too late.